Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 141. Uh, I hope you are doing great, and I hope you had an amazing holiday season. If you're returning back to the podcast, I hope uh, that your Christmas and New Year season was really great. If you're listening to the this for the first time somewhere down the road, uh, we are now making the transition. I have made the transition from 2020 into 2021, and uh, I just had a really great time with my family. My son came in from college from Phoenix, and uh, we went surfing, went to the beach, uh, went to the mountains. Right now, the mountains are uh, full of snow. Rancho Cucamonga, where we live, is in an interesting spot. We're like 45 minutes from the mountain, like 45 minutes from the beach. So it's this really kind of cool little central area we can get to both of those. And so last week we went up to the mountains and played around in the snow. And, of course, we've been going to the beach quite a bit and love it there and and just uh, getting some surfing in. So water's freezing cold. I mean, ice cold. Uh, But it doesn't matter. I got a wetsuit. I'm in there. I'm surfing, enjoying that and just enjoying uh, time with family, with our neighbors uh, next door that that, uh, we we actually got to do Christmas and New Year's with. And uh, it's so amazing. We we just look at them and there's such a gift. You know, it's interesting in this quarantine season where, you know, so many people are locked down. (laughs) Patty and I were like, wow, we, we really haven't had to experience too much of that because, you know, our next door neighbors are some of our closest friends. And so I've just gotten to do life with them and have fun. And uh, so anyway, I that was our season. I hope you had a really, really good season. I think for some of you, it was really great. And other of you, I think it was probably really, really hard, uh, uh, maybe a grieving what was and maybe what's not anymore. And for some of you, I know the season was filled with joy and others with you a lot of grief. So uh, we uh, sit in the middle there with you, uh, both celebrating with those who celebrate and grieving with those who grieve. Uh, Either way, what I think he's inviting us into, what God is inviting us into is he is God even in the midst of tragedy and he is God in the midst of celebration. And I really do think, I find it interesting. I don't know if you feel this or maybe you're talking, but as I hear people talk about 2020, it's like this really bad relationship that you had, like, and you're talking about it, how awful it was and how, you know, uh, oppressive it was. You know, it's like this very, uh, uh, really bad relationship that we now broke up and we're now into the new, like, and it's how people are talking about 2021. Like, oh man, we get to live into a new season in a new way. And, and uh, I think many times I'm like, careful, you've been through a lot of trauma, you've been through a lot of stuff, and, it, and it's not over. So don't, uh, don't get caught up into this lie that now that you've entered into a new year, that everything gets better. And many, in many ways, God's trying to teach you, he's continuing what he's been teaching you in 2020. If you think about it's this like date, this magical date that now you transition into a new year and everything magically goes away. It's not real. And you're going to really, really mess yourself up. If you kind of get into a place where you're like, whew, glad that's over. Now on to the next. And I see so many people do that in relationships. And as people are talking about this period of time, it feels the same way to me at the end of the day. God remains the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and he is calling us to himself and calling us to worship and depend upon him in this new year in the same way that he was calling us to worship and depend upon him in 2020. So I hope that 
uh, is the posture of your heart. That is the, the posture that we're taking here. And we will continue to take uh, in this new year as God teaches us all what it means to live for him and follow after him with all of our hearts, all of our souls, all our minds, and all of our strength. So I hope that is both encouraging and challenging uh, all in one big package that we tie with a bow. Um, want to say thank you to all of those, all of you who continue to listen to the podcast. Thank you so much. We really appreciate all the support, all the love, all the shares. Uh, I, I hear from people all the time. Oh yeah, my so and so, my friend told me about it, and I always found that really cool. So thank you for those of you who are listening, subscribing, and sharing these with your friends. Uh, and then for those of you who uh, have continued to support financially this podcast, really appreciate it. At the end of the year, we had a, a bunch of people come through and financially give to this podcast. Thank you so much. It is allowing me to continue to do this uh, day in and day out. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. If you would like to be a part of that, simply go to patreon.patreon.com forward slash front porch confessional. And uh, you can be a monthly donor there. Really appreciate it. For those of you who are wanting to be one-time donors, I've gotten a lot of that from people. Uh, Patreon's a monthly uh, donation site. If you'd be like to be um, just a one-time donor, uh, feel free to hit me up, uh, DM me on Instagram uh, at Front Porch Confessional or Jeff Goki uh, on Instagram, and I can help you with some steps there. But uh, for those of you who want to be monthly donors, you can go to Patreon. Thank you so much. Excited for... The podcast today, we're going to be working through a minor prophet, Amos, the minor prophet Amos. In Amos 3.7, it says this, For the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secrets to his servants, the prophets. For the Lord does nothing without revealing his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Um, uh, I, my dad's best friend uh, in college was a guy named Dave Corning, and he got married, and his wife's name was uh, Betsy. So Dave and, Dave and Betsy Corning were part of my life uh, right out of the womb and all the way in college and even to this day, and uh, they have just been uh, lifelong friends. Uh, but in my college years, they really stepped into uh, more of a mentorship um, role in my life. You know, Patty and I, brand new couple, got married. I got married my junior year, the second semester of my junior year, which is what I would recommend for everyone. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, got engaged and got married and then my junior year, second semester of my junior year. And um, and Dave and, and Betsy were so helpful. And so Dave loves steak. And so he would take me out to steak every once in a while. We had a really, really great time uh, doing that. And he would always kind of you know, give me advice and help me through some things as I'm trying to sort through life. You know, I'm a young college student and now I'm a young married man trying to figure out what does it actually mean to be a husband? What does it mean to be a follower of Christ? Like all of these things. So uh, I had this opportunity the second semester of my junior year, I mean, the first six months of my married life to go to North Carolina and to... Um, and to pursue after working in a steel mill. I had, I had done that for a summer, and I had an opportunity to do that um, as a career. And it would have paid a decent amount for where Patty and I were in our life. So I'm thinking, wow, this is an answer to prayer. Look how God has provided, right? I would quit college, and then we would move down to North Carolina. It was enough that we could buy a house. Um, it was near my mom, so I'm thinking, this is really cool. She, you know, if we ever have kids... Um, 
you know, that would be great because we'd be around her. I was like, wow, this is just an answer to prayer. So I go and meet with Dave. And, and uh, again, Dave and Betsy were people that we would go over to their house, you know, every other Sunday or once a month or something like that and just spend time with them as a couple. And they, they just spoke life into our lives. And so I meet with Dave. We have steak. And I tell him this whole plan. I'm like pitching him this vision. I'm like, wow, it's so great. It's so amazing. It's so exciting. You know, what God's going to do and, and what he's doing. And, you know, but I wanted to give it to him and say, hey, so what do you think about this? And Dave just kind of sat there and listened to the whole thing and finished our steak. And he said, you know what, Jeff, I, I've always thought of you as a finisher. And as I thought about you going to Moody, I think that's something that God invited you into. And I'd love to see you finish that. And I really do see this calling in your life to be a pastor. So I left that dinner feeling a little discouraged, to be honest. I was thinking, no, man, I wanted you to be like, that's a great opportunity that God gave you. Go, you know, be, you know, have an awesome time. And But he challenged me, and I'm grateful that I actually listened to him. I listened to him, and I didn't take that job. And 22 years later of being a pastor, I'm so grateful that I listened to his advice. This is what the prophets are doing in people's lives. This is uh, what uh, Amos is trying to say about how God works and how he is moving. But I have this interesting thing. Uh, I hear people say all the time, all the time, uh, where is God? Maybe you're one of these people. You know, where is God? And I, and I think that question is very valid and it's super important. Um, but I think it's also a way to avoid what he's actually calling us to do right now, how he's speaking to us right now. Most often that question is as a result of a hard time that we're going through or a decision that we need to make. Or, you know, it's like, you know, we feel all this pressure, like I've, I've got to figure this out. And where are you, God? Why aren't you giving me direction? You know, and it, it seems to us that he is not speaking, but that's not true. And here's something I, I want to hold out for us that's really important. He's speaking all the time. He's speaking all the time. And in the context of this passage, the Israelites are in captivity in Babylon, right? And they're wanting release and they're kind of frustrated with this. And Amos is pointing them and he's pointing us to something very important. God told you. He told the Israelites this was going to happen through the prophets, but they didn't care. This captivity, this frustration, this pain, this hurt have been prophesied to the people of Israel through the prophets, and they didn't listen. God was speaking, which in turn brings this weighty question to my mind. This is the thing I've been kind of thinking through. When and how has God been speaking that I'm not and I haven't been listening to? You know, it's just this moment I start sitting in this going, oh, man, if he's always speaking and he's always using uh, people and things and situations, am I not listening? Have I missed it? You know, maybe you might ask that question yourself. Maybe you're going, have I? Have over the years, have I missed what God has been speaking to me and how he's been speaking to me? You know, I take complete comfort in this passage for so many reasons. Uh, one of them is while God is a just God, he is a just God. 
He also extends his hands of mercy to us by letting us know ahead of time what is going on. This is not true of everything. And so we need to be careful as we study the context uh, of our Bibles. And this is what's so important. Now, it does say uh, that in this passage, it does say that he uh, does nothing without revealing his secrets uh, to uh, to reveal them to the servants of the prophet, right? But in the context of this passage, that makes sense. But that's not saying that every single little thing that God is telling through the prophets is not saying that. He's saying in the context of this passage, that is true. So we need to make sure we're studying the whole of the scriptures, what the Bible is saying. And as I do that, what I realize is he loves us and he desires for us to obediently follow after him. So as a result of that, he forewarns us. He forewarns us through the prophets. And I'll put prophets in parentheses because I think it's really interesting to consider that. And if you're like me, you might say, ah, prophets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are a thing of the past, right? That's something that happened way back in the, in the biblical times, but it's not something that happens now. And I would say, I don't know if that's necessarily true because I really believe he is using certain people in your life to speak his truth to you. But the question is, are you listening? Are we listening? What I love is that he not only uses people. I think this is really interesting too, as I started working through this, he doesn't always, he not only uses people, he will also use his creation. You know, as I sit out here on this wonderful front porch, (laughs) I watch these birds and I'm telling you, they speak to me in crazy ways. Like, If you think about it, do you remember the story of Balaam and Balaam's donkey? This donkey spoke to him. This donkey was warning him. God was using this animal to warn Balaam. And like him, we get the opportunity to exercise uh, our free will and follow the words of the Lord. Like we can follow the words of the Lord as we sense them and feel them through people, through his creation, through the spirit of God that's constantly speaking to us, or we get to reject them. And what Amos is trying to communicate to us is so important. God has and is speaking to us, but are we listening? You know, and if we turn our eyes to the cross, if we turn our eyes to the cross, that what we find there is his mercy. His mercy, when we rejected the truth he sent, you know, we rejected the truth. And as a result of that, he, he didn't abandon us. He sent his son, Jesus, to save us in spite of our disobedience. The same prophets. I just love this. The same prophets that warned us of captivity and devastation and danger as a result of our disobedience. This is what Amos is addressing to the people of Israel and what he's telling us are also the ones who told us about the Messiah who would come and lovingly rescue and save us even in the midst of our disobedience. What a wonderful God, a beautiful Savior we have. As Hebrews says, he is our great high priest And he stands in the gap and intercedes for us. And what I think we need to work through and think through and deal with is this. God's warning are a sign 
of God's love. God's warning or a sign of God's love. So in this new year, the question is this, in this new year, how is God speaking to you and are you listening? Father God, we are doing the best we can to listen to how you speak and who you speak through. Help us to be aware and attend to what it is you're trying to communicate to us for your glory and your honor. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heart.